Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is the Stampede Blue Podcast, official podcast of the Indianapolis Colts on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm Dave Walker, and on today's podcast, we are talking about the first few days of Colts training camp as we start off the 2022 season. Let's jump into it. All right, a few things before we get into training camp itself. Colts did make some moves this week. They signed wide receiver Isaiah Ford. Uh, six foot two, 201 pounds, 2017 seventh round pick from the Dolphins, and wide receiver John Hurst, also six foot two, 190 pounds, and was originally an undrafted free agent from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020. Uh, obviously, with these moves, they came with a couple of guys being let go, and that was wide receiver Kakoa Crawford and defensive tackle Kavion Patton. Uh, so, a few moves there by the Colts trying to just fill out camp and see if there's some potential with these guys. Uh, some interesting notes with uh, Pro Football Focus, for those of you who like that site and the metrics they provide. They did rank Quentin Nelson, uh, the Colts' uh, all-pro interior offensive lineman, as their 11th best player of all across all positions in their top 50. Obviously not a surprise for those who follow the Colts, and frankly, for those who don't follow the Colts, Nelson has been... Uh, the best interior offensive lineman in many people's opinions since he's come into the league. Uh, and PFF is basically just doubling down on that. Even though last year playing through injury, he didn't have his best season. Uh, if he's healthy, he's one of the best in the league. Uh, incidentally, they had Jonathan Taylor as number 21 on this list and Shaquille Darius Leonard at number 43. Uh, last piece, football outsiders. Uh, in a conversation they had, projected the Colts to win the AFC South. Obviously, that's not a big change from what we've been saying on the podcast, what we've been saying at Stampede Blue. Uh, they're on board with that. I think, obviously, you look at the, the Jaguars, the Texans, you can sort of scratch them off the list with where those franchises are. And I think a lot of people are expecting a step back from the Titans this year. So uh, good to see that they're on page with that. Additionally, a couple other things that came up in that article, uh, they're expecting a second-year leap from Quiddy Pay, uh, the pass rusher. We think that will also happen, and Gus Bradley's defense, while simplistic in some respects uh, at the macro level, is one that allows the pass rushers to sort of pin their ears back and just go after the quarterback. It's not complicated in that regard, and that should play well uh, for pay, and uh, as he also has now a squad mate on the opposite side in Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, hopefully, we'll see that big leap from pay in year two. Uh, also, the dark horse candidate for football outsiders to play a major role for the Colts this year, 
rookie safety Nick Cross. And we'll talk about him a little bit later as we get into the training camp notes. They think this guy, especially within the role of, uh, again, this Gus Bradley defense, is going to be someone that could take a big step forward as a rookie and have a major role on this defense. He's obviously got the athleticism. We've talked about that here before. His RAS score, putting him in in the top 1% of safeties in the league. Uh, It'll be very interesting. Obviously, with um, Willis being done with football for now, uh, Nick Cross has a great opportunity here to potentially steal a starting position and have a major role as a rookie. All right, let's talk about guys who started on the pup list, their current timeframes, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, the first thing we have to talk about is Darius, call me Shaquille Leonard. Uh, for those who are wondering, uh, he did clarify during camp that he has been called Shaquille all of his life. Shaquille is his middle name. Uh, and he did ask those there to start calling him Shaquille now, uh, if possible. He won't be offended if you call him Darius. That is technically his first name. Uh, and it's what he was called as a rookie, but he actually has been called Shaquille for most of his life. Uh, so we will, on this podcast, refer to him going forward as Shaquille Leonard. Please don't get confused by that. Um, as for him and his timetable, obviously he had the offseason back surgery that was uh, directly related to the issues he was struggling with with his ankle last year. Um, right now, there is no timetable on his return. He is feeling good, uh, and there's a lot of optimism, but it does seem like uh, right now they're they're just simply looking towards the regular season. They think he'll be ready for the regular season opener, which is Sunday, September 11th against the Texans, so a little over a month and a half away. Uh, but right now, uh, no timetable on his return. Probably not going to see a lot of him at all, even if he does return. Probably won't see much of him in the preseason. Uh, I would I would expect the first time he sees real action, it will be in the regular season. Uh, defensive lineman Tyquan Lewis who's recovering from that 2021 season-ending patella tendon injury. Uh, He did start on the pup list, but he came off pretty quickly on July 27th. So great news there. He will be uh, in camp. Uh, Likewise, safety Rodney McLeod, who will be competing for a starting spot with uh, Willis having retired. He has also been recovering from an off-season knee procedure. He also came off the pup list on July 27th. Uh, wide receiver Michael Strawn is recovering from an off-season knee surgery, and unfortunately, his return will take a little bit more time. They are hopeful that he'll be back before the end of camp, but that that hope seems sort of 50-50, so we'll see how this plays out. Uh, unfortunate for uh, last year's standout in camp, hopefully he can get back before camp and, and begin to take another step forward in his second year. And fifth rounder out of Missouri, out of Missouri State, uh, defensive tackle Eric Johnson, uh, who started on the pup because of some back spasms, did come off the pup list on July 28th. So he is back to practicing as well. All right, before we get into the training camp notes, who stood out, uh, some specific plays and, and whatnot, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back on the Stampede Blue podcast. This is David Walker. We're talking about the first two days, first few days at Colts training camp for the 2022 season. Uh, We talked about the quick bits and guys who started on the pup list. Let's talk about what actually has stood out in training camp. And look, there's going to be just a few names. It's early days. Uh, There's been some sluggishness. Uh, Don't take that as an alarming thing. This happens every single year with every single team, all 32 teams. 
you're going to have guys that struggle out of the gate. You're going to have guys that drop balls. You're going to have guys that don't quite look as sharp as you want them to. It is early. We'll see how this refines as time goes on. But I do want to talk about some of the guys who are standing out early. Um, At the top of the list, which is great news, uh, considering the position and the importance of it, quarterback Matt Ryan. Uh, As our own Andrew Thomason says at the site, he's been efficient, decisive, and on target. Uh, in 11-on-11s, he, he, he went 7 and seven for 8 on Wednesday and 8 for 9 on Thursday. Uh, he is getting the ball out fast, as everyone expected would be the case, has been uh, a big part of his career uh, since 2008. Uh, and interestingly, uh, he has the practice moving at a much quicker pace. Uh, Frank Reich basically said that they're letting Matt Ryan dictate the practice speed uh, for the entire team. And it is showing in just the first two days, the practices have finished 10 minutes earlier than in previous years. So uh, not only is Matt Ryan showing up and delivering the ball in the way we expected he would, uh, that uh, efficiency and and, uh, accuracy being on display, he is also dictating the pace of the practice and this is what you want to see. This is what you want to see from a veteran signal caller. This is why he was brought in uh, on top of just his ability to play quarterback. You want that leadership on the field, and he's already demonstrating that. Uh, so good news from that key position uh, for the Colts. Likewise, um, as I mentioned earlier, safety Nick Cross, who, if you'll recall, uh, Ballard traded up, traded a future pick to move back from the fourth round, back into the tail end of the third round of this year's draft class to pick up Nick Cross. Uh, And I've said on this podcast that I I think the team is going to give him time to develop, but then Willis retired. And I think that obviously is going to have an impact on their plans. Uh, But on day one, he had a diving interception of Matt Ryan. His physicality, his speed, his athleticism is already on display Keep an eye on this guy through training camp. Um, look, I, I still think right now the plan is for Rodney McLeod to start, um, but if Nick Cross continues to show well in camp, he may get a legitimate chance to start at safety day one. We'll see how this plays out. He's a rookie. Still a lot of time left for those decisions to be made, but early impression is a good one. Likewise, uh, second rounder, the six foot seven tight end, Jelani Woods, who has just absolutely bonkers physical skills. If you, Again, if you remember, we've talked about this. His RAS score put him in the elite category uh, compared to other tight ends in the league. Well, he snagged a pass up the seam from Nick Foles getting behind the defense. Uh, we're already seeing some of that athleticism come to fruition. Let me. Uh, it's good to talk about this stuff. I want to pump the brakes. Tight end, infamously hard position to learn and transition to in the NFL. I do not expect Woods to come in and be a thousand yard receiver. Uh, That's not in the cards, folks. Uh, However, if you're looking for signs of promise from this second rounder, uh, I think we are seeing it. And, you know, we're just going to keep watching how he develops over time. And and perhaps he can carve out a small role in his first year uh, with the Colts. Um, other notes from training camp, uh, welcome to the NFL, Alec Pierce. Uh, he had two matchups against Stephon Gilmore, uh, the corner that we signed this offseason, uh, multiple-time pro bowler and all-pro. 
uh, and he got beat in both matchups with Stephon Gilmore, which is to be expected. Look, Alec Pierce is a rookie. Gilmore has played against the best of the best. Uh, this is probably a, a good experience for Pierce to go up against someone the caliber of Gilmore. Uh, but unfortunately, he did also eventually get wide open, getting behind the defense on the pass from Nick Foles and dropped it. So welcome to the NFL, rookie. Uh, get your crap together. Uh, no concerns there, obviously. Uh, just need to see how this holds up over time. Speaking of drops, in that exact same practice, our running backs need to stop buttering their hands before they get on the field. Both Jonathan Taylor and Philip Lindsay dropping passes in the exact same practice. So as I mentioned, some sluggishness, some stuff to work out, some kinks to work out uh, as training camp goes on. Overall, I think the tone of camp, from what we're reading, has been uh, pretty good. The, the tempo is up. Uh, you're beginning to see what you want to see. We'll see how uh, all of this comes together as we get closer to the preseason games and see guys on the field. But right now, uh, early returns look promising for some important positions. All right, guys, if you have any questions or you've got some comments or feedback, you can find me on Twitter at NFLDW. And of course, our articles daily at stampedeblue.com. This is Dave Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.